This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Right now that we're going to have a discussion, where are you on the whole social media thing? With the Facebook data leaks and all that sort of stuff, uh, I know a lot of people out there really were taken aback by what they learned and sort of um, are taking a more critical view of social media and the role that it plays in their lives. And some people have straight up quit and walked away, which is uh, which is a bold move. I don't know if I could do it, especially doing what I do for a living, but a lot of people are, some are trying to manage it. It's not easy to do though. We're going to have a discussion about that now with Shanna McDonald, who is a communications professor at the University of Waterloo. Shanna, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, uh, there's certainly a lot of people out there who have decided that they've had enough with social media and they're walking away. But that's really, really difficult to do, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is for a lot of reasons. One, it's the way in which we're staying connected with each other, uh, especially when we maybe can't see each other in person. Um, but also a lot of people's careers are tied into um, how they, where they circulate on social media. Um, and social media itself is built to make it hard for you to either manage how much time you're spending there or to give it up. I mean, it's addictive at its core, right? Yeah, we know that. We know that, like, all of the kind of design mechanisms built into it, the like buttons, the reshares, all mm-hmm. of that stuff is actually built with addictive properties to keep you hooked. And and a lot of people in research are beginning to talk about how the addiction within social media is very similar to other kinds of addictions we face as a society. Yeah, I mean, they've done some work around that when you talk about drugs or alcohol or whatever the case may be, it, it triggers a similar physiological response. Yeah, it gives us a, do- a dopamine hit. Right, yeah, exactly. So it's really yeah. similar. Yep. It keeps us coming back. Um, now, this mm-hmm. Facebook situation that we've seen over the past couple of weeks really upset a lot of people. But, you know, I'm sure for somebody like you who's been studying these issues for a while and, you know, people who have been paying attention, it didn't really come as a shock, right? We sort of knew the negative effects that social media has been having long before these Facebook revelations. Oh, yeah, I know. This wasn't a surprise to any of us who've been studying this. We've been talking about this for decades. But I think that um, the fact that it's coming into the public and becoming a part of a public conversation is a... If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Really good thing. Um, and w- when you talk to people, and what do you think sort of caught their attention? Is it, is it the mental health impact? Is it the damage to society and democracy? I mean, what seemed to be the thing that sort of shifted the needle in the last couple of weeks, do you think? Yeah, I think those are two of the key ones. I think that the way in which it's producing divisiveness online, uh, the way in which we're seeing a lot of a lot of hate and a lot of anger coming out in our feeds, 
uh, probably is turning a lot of people off. And then that is tied to mental health. So those are two of the key concerns. I think also data privacy, not having any transparency over what happens to our data when we are online, especially in places like Facebook. And then I think also that kind of that element of misinformation is really turning a lot of people off. We don't know what sources are sort of accurate anymore and we're getting that information overload and we know with what's coming out with Facebook that they're promoting specific kinds of things to keep us hooked that maybe aren't necessarily accurate. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and we all know how that turns out in the end. Um, so we see yeah. some people, you know, big name celebrities saying, you know what, I'm just walking away. It's too toxic. Um, that's a great way of doing it if you can, right? I mean, if you can just sever all ties with social media, may seem drastic, but probably best for your health. Yeah, and I mean, I wonder if coming out of the pandemic and we begin to kind of go into real life spaces again, if we want to maybe explore that, like yeah. what is what what does the not online world offer us that the online world isn't? Well, how do we kind of embrace that? I wonder if that's a, a way into this as well. You know, and then there's talk that other people have about managing it, and we know that Apple puts in the screen time thing, and, and Sarah's told me that TikTok has a thing where it tells you if you've been on for a long time. To me, that strikes me as the time Ozzy Osbourne went to the Betty Ford Center because his wife told me it would teach him to drink like a gentleman. You know, when, when, when you're talking about something that's this addictive and destructive in so many ways, can you really, really manage it, or is it an all-or-nothing approach to this? No, I think we can manage, and I think that's the more realistic approach. I think that everybody has to find their own way to do that. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if you do have addictive habits that are coming out in online spaces, there are, like, therapists, and like you can go and, and deal with that in a, in a healthy way. But for the majority of us, we can probably set some firm boundaries for ourselves. Maybe you just don't bring your phone into your bedroom. Maybe you make sure that, you know, certain apps are locked at certain times of day yeah. for your productivity. Like, I think we can all find ways to be to be healthy and balanced on the internet. We just have to recognize what our flags are. We have to recognize when we've gone too far, when we've scrolled for too long. And that's okay. We're all going to do it. Um, but, you know, breaking that the cycle of that habit, I think, is important. Yeah, and, and it's like any other addiction. Some people will find uh, more success than others, and it'll take more extreme approaches for others. Yep. And I think the place we want to spend the most time thinking about that is educating our kids, making sure that they have really strong digital literacy, uh, understandings of how to find their own boundaries, and, and to kind of know when you're going into to danger zones with your social media use. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks so much, Shannon. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, you too. Shannon McDonald, communications professor at the University of Waterloo.